Every mistake that you make is just another step that you have to take. When I spoke to Polina, the biggest lesson that I took was that you can't worry about what everyone else is doing. Just worry about your own performance, your own morals, and you will go far. Love yourself and care for yourself. For every young girl striving to make it big in figure skating, put you first. Half time, halfway. We're going to hear stories of empowerment through the highs and the lows, through stigmatization and celebration in the sports industry. But not just from me. We're bringing in the experts, pro athletes, coaches, journalists, and so many more to tell you about her story. It's time to crank up those stadium lights and shine them on the extra challenges that women in sports have to overcome every day. Welcome back to episode 14 on Halftime Halfway. Today, we have the wonderful pleasure of sitting down with Bay Area native Olympic figure skater Paulina Edmonds. Paulina is an amazing skater, podcaster, college graduate, and has had an amazing journey of strength, growth, and success. With medals at the highest level, winning gold in Seoul 2015, Paulina has been under the media spotlight since she was very young. She went to the Olympics at only the age of 15. Today, she is going to tell us about growing up as a figure skater, some of the huge challenges she's faced, and her favorite moves and places for figure skating, and so much more. Welcome Paulina to Halftime Halfway. Here's our interview. It's so nice to meet you. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. How has your summer been so far? It's been pretty good. I've been doing a bunch of different side projects, um, just hanging out in both San Jose and Santa Cruz. So yeah, just staying active as much as I can right now. What about you? I totally feel you on that. Also definitely trying to stay active right now, but mostly just been working on summer homework, but that is super cool. On the note of side projects, this is for all of our listeners. If you don't already know, Paulina has her own podcast, also on Spotify and all major podcasting platforms called Believe in Figure Skating, spelled B-L-E-A-V, where she talks about her journey and all things figure skating. So make sure you definitely go check that out. All right, back to the interview. Hey, Paulina, are you ready to get into all of those questions? Yeah, totally. Alrighty, let's start off with an easy one. So I think that it is amazing that you had such a successful career at a young age, but I want to know where it all started. So can you tell me how you got into figure skating and about your journey? So I started skating when I was two years old. Um, And so my mom is a figure skating coach. So I was always a rink baby and she put me on um, at age two and I've stuck with it ever since. And she's always been one of my coaches. So um I don't even really remember my first memories on ice but around the time that I was like four and then like six seven like that's when I really start to clock in and remember certain things that's super cool so um you skated all like throughout your life like you started at the age of two that's that's amazing like honestly I don't even know if I knew how to walk by the age of two um (laughs) so coaches are like super fundamental to athletes like development has it been a special experience with your mom as your coach my mom being my coach, definitely, it's it's always been have a curse, have a blessing because it's definitely created a lot of tension and fights between the two of us just because, yeah, having your parent as your coach, it's it's so difficult because you don't always want to listen to them, but as coaches, like, you need to be doing whatever they tell you, and so it's, 
it's hard not being able to come home and maybe like complain about how hard the coach was, you know, for example, because your parent is coached. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's the best thing ever because they know every single thing about you and how like what you've eaten, like when you went to sleep last night, who, like how you were spending energy the past week, like they know everything and they can kind of like tone back or like push forward based off of like knowing um, how prepared you are and what physical and mental state you're in. That sounds really special. Like personally, I can kind of really, it's not really the same thing, but my mom, like she's like the, my Girl Scout leader. And like, that's why sometimes I was like, I don't really want to listen to her because like she knows everything about me. But like at the same time, like, yeah, I think parents definitely know best, but like it's also tough sometimes. Um, so you went the you went to the Olympics at age fifteen. That's before like you could drive like in high school, and I can only imagine like the pride, but also like the pressure that you like that would give you. Can you tell me about your experience making it to like the Sochi Winter Olympics at age fifteen? How you managed to balance it with school and like just being a teenager? I I was always um, competing on the national stage, and the year before I was junior champion, um, and I had been really excited to be on Team USA. It was my first year and compete internationally and get to go to these cool countries um, wearing Team USA's jacket. Um, and so for me, getting to the Olympics at age 15, it was incredibly amazing just based off being at the Olympics. It's like a circus. But it was it was awesome because growing up, all the kids at school knew me as this figure skater girl. Um, and they knew I was always busy skating and I couldn't do a bunch of other like fun things with them. But they never really like understood like quite the capacity of what I was doing and what real level I was really at until, yeah, I had made the Olympic team and then everybody was just going crazy and so proud and so excited for me and celebrating um, my victories. And so that was probably the most special thing, not even just my own personal triumph and being named to the team, but to have everybody else's recognition outside of skating. Um, everyone at my school, everyone in my hometown, everyone who had ever, you know, given me a hard time for skating or valuing sports so much. Um, it was, it was just the best to just have the collective celebration. Oh, that really sounds so special. And just everyone finally understanding how much work you're putting in. Like, I'm sure that's an amazing feeling, but congratulations, really. Like, that's so, that's just so great. I love that so much. And I'm beyond wowed by the success that you've had, but out of all of it, can you tell me about your favorite moment in your skating career, like, ever? There's, haha, there's a lot. Um, I think, wow, I've actually never had somebody ask me that question, which is kind of nuts when you think about it. Hmm. One of my favorite moments probably was um, my, the last nationals that I had competed fully at um, was in 2016. And I had come into it super nervous. I had already been named to the world team like two years before. Um, so I was like supposed to be like top three if I performed well, but everybody was waiting for me to make a mistake. And I, I walked into the um, competition and I was like just praying that I would make the top three so that I could go to worlds again. And I, I knew I was like expendable because the other two girls had sponsors um like nike cover girl barbie like all these like huge names so they were kind of untouchable like they were definitely going to be on the world team but the final slot was hopefully mine should be mine but i had walked in and all the other coaches other skaters they kind of had their noses up they were all ready to take the third spot and they thought that i was kind of like old news and that i would just be like left in the dust that year 
but everybody ended up choking in the first program, um, the short program. And I skated the best short program I've ever skated. And I was in first after, um, that's and that was like my first time ever being first at a national championship at the senior level and yeah it was just really relieving knowing that I most likely was going to be on the world team after I had skated so well in that first program but it was also just such a moment of like relief in the sense that I knew that I was good enough and better than a lot of the other girls who were kind of giving me attitude um and so for me to just like show it on the ice and beat everyone again um that was like like perfect like that was all i needed to do and like way better than you know giving attitude i just don't understand why the culture is so competitive um i mean i understand why it's competitive but like the cattiness that kind of comes sometimes with like individual sports is just it's hard (laughs) so that sounds just like really tough to go through and but just like the relief that you probably felt after like you've proven yourself to the world but also to everyone else and to like like, your success on the ice just means so much more than the comments off the ice. Like, oh, totally. that's just super great. But now I have the exact opposite question. I think you may have touched on it a little bit right before this. But um, what has been your biggest challenge or the hardest moment that you faced in your skating career? So without a doubt, the hardest thing I've ever faced is uh, politics in um, the judging worlds. Um, and since it's subjective, uh, like, obviously judges have certain likes um in you know body type or skating style um and so i was always like not liked i was never a favorite every um accomplishment that i had made growing up and like even after making the olympic team every single result that i got it was fully garnered through my ability on the ice um i knew that if i made even one mistake they would bury me like they did not want me up there um And I knew this because I was always third, but I was never given the opportunity to be first, second, like there was like a pecking order and the other two girls who were on the teams with me, they had a ton of sponsors and I had no sponsors. Um, And so even when I would perform better than them at competitions and they made several mistakes, they would still be placed higher than me. And I experienced that like my entire international career where I would go like travel 15 hours, miss a whole week of school to go to China to perform for a week at a Grand Prix event. And um, I would lose to girls who made it like five mistakes, which when you think about it, they should be way lower than somebody who makes no mistakes. Um, But it's the politics of the sport where they kind of judge you higher on certain things because they know you made mistakes in others or like vice versa. And because I never had the support of my federation, because I was always the number three girl, never like one or two, um, I was never able to place higher than fourth or fifth, like internationally, um, except when I was a junior, I was first as a junior, but it was, it was really, really hard to like experience like the unfairness of sports. And I know it happens in all sports, um, but it really opened my eyes to the realities of you got to play the game even as much as it sucks, that's just how it works. And um, I never wanted to be, you know, kissing all the judges' butts. Like I was very securely myself and I was always letting my skating speak for me. And so that's kind of why I'm like happy with my career now and everything that I've done, because I know that even if I were to continue right now today, um, even if I was technically the best in the world, I know that I probably wouldn't be given the best because of the politics and 
the subjectiveness that goes with it. I honestly, I'm so sorry that you had to deal with that. That is really messed up. But I think that your humility and also just like doing what you knew was right makes your story that much more amazing. And just like not having favoritism or not being the favorite, but still having so much success and competing to the best of your ability, like letting your skating speak for itself. That is what sets you apart and makes you such a great athlete. Like all that you've accomplished is so much better because you've done it based on your own merits and your own hard work instead of the politics and all that goes on behind the scenes. But I really, really commend you for that. And I'm sorry that like it's been so subjective and like sport should totally just be about skill and merit and it shouldn't come down to inequality or an even playing ground. But sadly, that's just not the world we live in. So, but really, I'm so sorry. Totally. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, On a totally lighter note, from Sochi to Boston to Seoul, um, what has been your favorite place to visit out of all the places that you've been able to travel for um, competitions? And like, how many continents have you been to? Like, I know you've been to a lot of places. Totally. I've been to so many countries now. Um, but definitely Boston was like one of my all time favorite locations just because the city is like so rich with history and it's so beautiful and downtown is like right next to the rink and the TD Garden actually has um, a picture like somebody painted um, the podium from 2014 on like the concourse like level walls um, and so my brothers and I we were walking around the TD Garden like two years later um, and they, there's a picture of me painted on the wall, which is super cool. So um, that's like awesome. But outside of the US, probably um, I love Europe. So I had competitions in France and I've also been to Italy and Austria and those are probably my favorite spots. Um, but yeah, I've, I've definitely been in Asia. I've been... Um, Russia, Europe, I've been in Mexico for skating, um, Canada. So it's it's been really awesome getting to travel the world for sports. Oh my God, that just sounds like an amazing experience. And personally, I can totally 100% relate to the Boston part. Like I absolutely love Boston and it's one of my favorite cities. Oh, and TD Garden is gorgeous for sure. But yeah, I wanna go there for college personally. I feel like tr the traveling aspect that comes with playing a sport at such a high level is just, it's so cool. And that's just something that not a lot of people would get to experience. But anyways, I noticed on your Twitter that you were releasing a podcast called Believe in Figure Skating with your intro, Breaking into the Ice, where you talk about all things figure skating like academics, athletics, and I listened to the intro and I cannot wait for more. I can't wait for the first episode. Um, so can you tell me a little bit more about your inspiration for that and what it means to you? So I've actually, when I was younger, um, growing up in skating, I had always actually wanted to write a book about my experiences. Um, and maybe I still will one day, but um, most recently, like I listen to podcasts all the time. Um, I love listening to podcasts when I'm driving in the car. Um, I listen to a lot of like health and wellness sciencey ones. Um, it's just fascinating to me, but I was thinking about how I could also, you know, have a podcast and be able to tell all of these different stories that I have and be able to tell the sides of things that people don't normally realize or like understand when they just watch sports on TV. Um, and like for me, especially going through so many hardships that um, is completely, you know, like behind what everybody sees. It's all behind the scenes um, with politics, with um, 
opportunities that, you know, I didn't have because I didn't have a famous coach or um, famous like club or whatever. Um, I want to be able to share um, kind of what I went through and what I know a lot of other people probably go through. And I have peers myself who um, like have been through similar situations um, in the skating world. And so for me to come out and kind of talk about this, it's pretty taboo, um, but I never felt afraid to say what I saw like injustice in it when I was skating and the same thing now I'm if anything more free because I'm not involved anymore and so um, that's kind of where I wanted to go with this and I wanted to give young skaters and young athletes just advice on what they can be doing in their lives like positive wise and how to keep like a healthy state of mind with everything and physical state of mind I, I went through so many struggles um, growing up and going to college and changing like everything so um yeah, I have a lot of insights. I'm sure you do. And I think that your story is going to inspire a lot of young skaters for sure. And even though it's taboo, I feel like we definitely need to be having these conversations. And I feel that like it's going to be really useful and really comforting for just a lot of young skaters or young athletes to know that they're going through the same thing or they're experiencing the same challenges, but that you just like you have overcame them, like they can also do it. And I think that it's just going to really mean a lot to people and change a lot of lives. But speaking on your figure skating experiences, did you have a pre-game, pre-performance routine or like any snack or song or routine that you did before every competition? Actually, when I was little, um, my mom like always had a seized chocolate box um, and we would eat a chocolate like right before I competed. Um, but as I got older, like and you actually have like crazy nerves where like if I were to eat something, I'd probably feel like I was going to throw up. Like that was just not like a thing anymore. But um, my mom and I would like sit in the hotel room for a second and just like look at each other and then my mom would just like clap her hands and be like let's do it and then like we would leave so that was kind of our little ritual but um yeah nothing else oh that's really cute and that's super special I absolutely love the seized candy thing for sure I love chocolate and just like sharing that experience with your mom that's so special and yeah I feel like nerves definitely increase as you get older and climb to higher and higher levels I mean like it's the Olympics and um, my next question actually is sports has taught me so many lessons that I can take into the world but what has figure skating taught you that you can apply from off the ice? I've learned from a very young age um, to be able to balance a lot of things on my plate at once um, and to know obviously that hard work and discipline is necessary um, for success and that it, it will pay off if you give your 100%. Um, but also I think time prioritization, um, super important. Um, I was able to keep such a busy schedule and never really get distracted because I like valued skating growing up and I valued my schoolwork above um, a lot of different other things. So the social kind of fun events that I would do were always, um, I was still able to do them, but they were in free time. They were after I did certain things. And I was, I've always been able to like know what's most important and tackle it first um, so that I can enjoy my day later. Um, and so I know a lot of people struggle with like prioritizing things that they need to do. And um, I think skating has just taught me so much about uh, just the discipline. Oh yeah, 100%. I totally agree. I feel like time management and discipline, prioritizations, those are like very important skills that sports definitely promotes. And the fact that you develop them at such a young age, it's so valuable because there are like so many adults who still struggle with that. But yeah, that's just really great. And I feel like a lot of athletes definitely have to be trained on that. 
But um, what is the biggest piece of advice that you would give to girls who want to make it big like you in figure skating and maybe even one day make it to the Olympics? My biggest advice is um, don't compare yourself to anybody. Never look to other skaters around you who has things um, faster than you, uh, you know, people who get things quicker, get things like better. You can't be competitive really like fully competitive until you've gotten to the top level and you have all the elements. Until then, it's just everything is a stepping block. Every mistake you make is just another step you have to take. And any victory you have, it's it's not the big leagues, you know? So it's it's really important to constantly like practice competing, never shy away because you don't want to lose to, you know, the kid from the other town. You you need to always be practicing for yourself. Um, practice the adrenaline, practice performing on a stage, and don't get discouraged by other people because for some people it takes a few months, some people it takes a few years. That's just how it works. But um, at the end of the day, everyone's different. And um, if you get it, you know, if you're at the top stage 10 years later, like it's all going to be worth it. The kids that you were like competing with when you were like seven or nine most of them burn out or don't make it to the stage. And so I experienced that personally growing up. Um, I was always sixth or seventh. I was always off the podium because I was competing with girls like a few years older than I. But then all of a sudden I was 15 and I was on the Olympic team and all the girls that I used to lose to were nowhere even near the podium. So that's a really strong message. And I think that you're so right. Like loving yourself, appreciating your own accomplishments and being proud of what you've done, regardless of the factors that you can't control just so so important anyways my final question for you is what is your favorite move that you like to do on the ice or your favorite like figure skating technique or move Hmm. i really love doing this trick called the flying sit spin and so you kind of just like you take off and you jump up in the air and then you land in a sit spinning position and you spin um And it's actually like one of the most hated elements for like a lot of skaters um, because it's really difficult. And if you don't learn like proper technique for it, it's just like miserable. But my mom like taught me when I was really young um, and like ingrained it in me and made me practice it a million times. So I hated it when I was little. But now that I'm older, it's like so natural and easy and it looks so good. And I've never seen any other skater kind of like have the same technique that my mom taught me with it. And um Yeah, that's probably my favorite thing. That sounds super cool. And I just think that skaters are so graceful and that it is so cool that you can do all these flying jumps and spins on ice. I mean, I could never, I do not have that type of coordination. But anyways, thank you so much, Paulina, for um, speaking with me today. It was wonderful talking to you. (laughs) Thank you. Cool. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed our interview on Halftime, Halfway. Special thanks to Paulina Edmonds for joining us and sharing her story. We hope you'll join us next time for another interview with another strong woman in the sports industry. But for now, the game's not over yet, so finish strong. Thank you so much for listening to Halftime, Halfway with me, Maddie. Remember to follow or subscribe. And if you have any questions or comments, feel free to visit me on Instagram at halftime underscore halfway.